for sale. These people are sick. An unbelievable story coming up tonight. Late night ballot fraud. Proof is in the pudding. We got some pudding for you. And hail Satan. What? Yeah. It just gets worse. All that and a whole lot more. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Wednesday. We're just starting our Wednesday here in America, getting off halfway through the week. And we'll get there. I don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but I'm sure it's going to be interesting no matter what. Hey, don't forget, please, to give us a follow. That's the green button down there. Just hit that button. If you have a free Rumble account, you can follow the show. We don't spam your inbox. doesn't cost you a dime. It also lets you take part in our live chat. We've got that going on. Keeping an eye on it over here. Anything you want to say. You want to promote something? I don't mind. As long as it's legal, feel free. Dump it in the live chat. We're happy to help. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So, by all means, please give us a chat. Say hello. And uh, we got all these stories and more coming up tonight. It is a scary, scary time, folks. I'm putting this show together today, and I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? We'll have that and a lot tonight. There's a whole menu full of stuff. You can see it in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you will see one of our sponsors' links. That'll get you to Blackout Coffee, the best coffee on the planet, and an American company that truly cares about our troops, our first responders, you and me as Americans, our conservative values, integrity, honesty, family. That's what they're all about. This company is awake, not woke. Get some coffee with values. They support local co-ops, and American farmers, that's where they grow their beans, pick it only the best. And I cannot recommend Blackout Coffee enough. It is just absolutely the best. I have been a coffee drinker for decades. Never tasted anything like this before. The difference between fresh roasted coffee, night and day. 100% committed Blackout Coffee to two things, making good coffee and our American values. Sourcing the beans, Roasting process, it's called a small batch roasting process. What that means is only when you order, they start within 24 to 48 hours to roast your beans. Then they ship them out, a few days to get to your door, and that's it. That is fresh roasted beans. You will absolutely notice the difference. Full-bodied, full flavor, never bitter. Blackout coffee, ditch the other guys. That crap you've been drinking, just give up. Try Blackout Coffee. Not expensive. In fact, you want to pick up a couple of extra bags over there on the site. Give them away as Christmas gifts. That would be a brilliant idea. The coffee drinker in your life will love you for it. I would love to get that as a gift. I have some. It's right here. <laughs> but if you want to send me some more, by all means, Merry Christmas to you too. Mm. Blackout Coffee, and use the link in our show notes. That will get you to their site and check out. They also have coffee pods if you are a pod user, and also they have teas and hot cocos. As if that's not enough, there's a promo code, 20% discount off your first order at Blackout Coffee, J20. That's our promo code, J-A-Y, my name, J20, is the promo code to use at checkout. And that 
will get you 20% off your first order. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being a part of the show. And oh my goodness, it's Marilyn RP. Hey, she says, finally making it on time live. Love the show, share it as often as I can. I do see everything just not live. Today's the day, lucky you. I am honored, Marilyn, to have you with us. Thank you, Missy, really, truly, thank you for popping in and sharing the stream and everything. I know you are a big supporter and we really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Great to have you along for the ride. Stay with us. Be sure you hit that follow button too, by the way, if you haven't done that already. All right. Have we stooped so low to where we are selling children? You know the whole Pizzagate thing, which they tried to poo-poo and tell you it wasn't a fact. Trust me, the truth eventually will come out. Love you too, Marilyn. Anyway, this post is from the rubber duck over on X. He says, what the F are we doing if children are being sold on Etsy as we speak? Is this a test or a joke? If indeed this is a fact, that the world can find another rubber duck because I'm out. As that would mean all of the thousands of hours of time I've invested in this were for nothing. And he shares some pictures from Etsy. Etsy is a website where companies set up shops and sell things like this only one left and in 20 plus carts children's overalls is what they claim they are selling you know how much these overalls cost $35,210 yeah there is a literal satanic pedophile ring presently selling child pornography and in some cases, who knows, much worse, perhaps even children. I'm serious as a heart attack. Via digital download, this child porn. There, take a look. There's an actual link and this X post is in our show notes. Put on your big boy pants and be prepared. I'm not sure you are, but these are some of the images. Pizza, by the way, according to the FBI, I don't make this stuff up. It's not some conspiracy theory. According to the FBI, pizza is a way of referring to child pornography, specifically female, little girl, child pornography. Hot dogs is normally the way pedophiles will refer to little boys in child pornography. Just posted and provided prima facie evidence of what appears to be an ongoing major online child pornography and trafficking crime. General Mike Flynn chimed in. Hey, Etsy, 
I'd like an explanation for these suspicious posts. And I still would like an explanation for why I'm not allowed to sell Child Lives Matter products while you approve products that promote Satan. Here's from Liz Cronkin. A lot of suspicious listings on Etsy. People are wondering whether it's child porn they're selling or children themselves. With some of these prices, you'd have to wonder. $9,000 for a picture of pizza. The listing reads, Delivery Instant Download. $4,000. Pizza File. Instant Delivery. Encrypted. Yummy, yummy pizza. $4,000. Low in stock. Only one left. Chicken File. Instant Download. Goes on. $3,000. Cheese Pizza Picture. For $3,000. Tell me something isn't going on here. What the hell? Etsy so far has made no comment, has not replied, has not said anything about this. It was all over X and the internet today. Unbelievable. And wokeness also got involved. This is listed for $20,000 on Etsy. Forever Young Pizza. Anybody able to explain this? Here's the picture I used in the thumbnail for the show tonight. Take a look. Cheese pizza with pepperoni. 32700 bucks. Stars and cheese pizza. 26,000 digital download. The once lucky pizza, 19,006. Oh, come on. Come on. We need to spell it out for you any more clearly. FBI, are you listening? Are you paying attention? Are you opening up a case? I sincerely doubt it but something needs to be done. I put it in the chat tonight. We have one number one rule on this show. Leave our kids alone. And that comes to everything and anything. Gender, pornography, child sex trafficking. Throw them away, lock them up, Throw away the key, never to see the light of day again, but you've got to go after them. You have to open cases. You have to investigate. And at the moment, it doesn't look to me like a damn thing is being done about any of it. They're too busy chasing after Catholic priests and interviewing choir directors, old ladies who wandered through the Capitol, MAGA people. Oh, you got plenty of resources and capital expenditures for that. But in a case like this, where they're mucking around with our kids, blind eye. Blind eye. 
should tell you something. Perhaps part of the reason is what we are allowing the woke left to get away with. We have reached the point in this country where our nation's state capitals are removing statues of Thomas Jefferson. And guess what they're being replaced with? Satan. Realize where we are, folks. There is, I've showed you this picture before when they removed the Jefferson statue. And here is a picture of not the replacement, but another display from some satanic group. This is in the state capitol. According to someone in the capitol, they met all the requirements. So they were allowed to create this display. There's actually a story. I'm not sure if I made it into the show notes or not. It's from MSN, which is hardly a, you know, but it's just a factual type of thing. Governor Reynolds has called this satanic display absolutely objectionable. Good on you, Governor Reynolds. From Iowa, Governor Kim Reynolds has weighed in on the controversial display at the Iowa State Capitol, set up its holiday display December 2nd, raised a lot of eyebrows. No kidding. It features a, de a depiction of Balfamet, who is a pagan idol closely associated with the Knights Templar, that was conceived on the in the 11th century, whose depiction has changed dramatically over time. This display also features the seven core beliefs of Satanism. A spokesperson, here it is, for the Iowa Department of Administrative Services said, the group applied for the spot and met all the requirements. Free speech. Brad Sherman, a state rep from Williamsburg, called on Kim Reynolds to take down the display. He said the preamble to the Iowa Constitution refers to a supreme being, which is God. Sherman says, with Satan being an enemy of God, this display is unconstitutional. Reynolds put out a statement, like many Iowans, I find the satanic temple's display in the Capitol absolutely objectionable in a free society. The best response to objectionable speech is more speech, and I encourage all those of faith to join me today in praying over the Capitol and recognizing the nativity scene that will be on display. The true reason for the season. Governor Kim Reynolds. Disgusting. Oh, but they met all the requirements, so knock yourselves out. Enjoy your satanic rich. This is disgusting. It's disgusting. Incredible. 
The days that we live in, my friends, head shakers. Hey, do you live in one of these uh, one of these association-run places? One of these, you know, they've got H. Uh, what are they called? HOAs, homeowners associations. I have I ever? No, I've lived in condos before that had condo associations, but they weren't. You know, they were just pretty did do nothing. But if you do, you know what I'm talking about. Some of these HOAs are beyond all that and the bag of chips. I got a ring doorbell video for you. You're not going to believe this. It's a little long. I'm going to probably chop through it. I question if this is even real. The HOA representative is coming to this person's house to make a complaint because he has too many packages, deliver, delivery guys, dropping off packages. As Scott Baio, yes, the actor on X, great follow, by the way, he's at Scott Baio, B-A-I-O, says maybe this person has a full-time job, works their ass off to afford those packages. Maybe they shop online because they're gone all day working at a job. Maybe this person shouldn't be allowed on their property. Mind his own business. Most HOAs allow 24 hours just to bring in the trash cans. So six hours for packages seems a little excessive. Take a look at this video. The very first part is the delivery guy delivering the packages to the house. Drops one off. Here's another delivery guy with a few packages. Rings the doorbell. You see him start. To, this guy has ordered a lot online. Now get this butthead. Hey, bro. Um, so I'm part of the HOA, the Homeowners Association. Um, you know, I keep track of the neighborhood, making sure people are doing the things they Sticking need to do. Sticking your nose in people's business yeah, yeah, where yeah. it doesn't belong. Um. You have like a ton of packages on your porch, right? You know, HOA code says you're not supposed to have this many packages on your porch. You can order as much as you want, but you can't keep them on your front porch like you are. They've been here all day. I've been watching this literally from my house down the street, two doors down, left side, blue house, all day, all day. They've been right here. Because you have no life. I don't want to look at them. They're ugly. Just bring they're, them in the house. They're boxes on a porch. I don't get it. They've literally been here all day. I don't get it how you have so much money. You just order stuff nonstop. Nothing better to do. Nothing better to do than sit in his house like some crotchety old 90-year-old biddy who has nothing better to do. This is a... Go get a job. I've been sitting in my house all day, and I not—I don't want to have to look at the boxes. Oh, please! Really starting to piss me off. So, because of this, because I'm quite upset as of right now, um, you are getting a fine for this for having all these packages on there. It's twenty-five dollars per package. So you have this one: one, two, three, 
four, five. So five times twenty-five, that's $125. Fine. Yeah, because they've been on your porch longer than six hours. That's the rule. You know what it is. I... These people. Move, pal. Just get the hell out. Sorry, but I don't think you have a choice because these a-holes are not going away. Unbelievable. People who have absolutely nothing better to do than to stick their nose in your business where it doesn't belong. Boxes on a porch. Can you give me a break? I could see bringing your trash cans in instead of leaving them down on the road or on the sidewalk. I got boxes on my porch because I had deliveries. A hundred and twenty-five dollar fine. Twenty-five bucks a package. More than six hours. Homeowners associations, please. And you know all the wrong people, exactly the wrong people like this dick, are always members of these HOAs. Always. They gravitate. It's like a magnet. Sucks them in. It's these nosy, can't-mind-your-own-damn-business people all the time. Wow. Check this one out. We're heading to Georgia. The FBI report on the late-night ballot fraud operation in Georgia in 2020 Here's the important part. Exonerates Rudy Giuliani and implicates Christopher Ray. Yep. There it is. This is from thegatewaypundit.com. You can find the link in our show notes. Chris Ray's FBI, along with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, GBI, and the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, released a report in June that concluded they did not uncover any violations during their investigation of the late-night ballot counting. According to the report, teams of investigators from the FBI, the GBI, Georgia SOS, conducted independent and simultaneous interviews of Fulton County election workers who were involved in the processing and scanning of absentee ballots. They did not uncover any violations. Hmm. Now, according to this report, the bulk of the investigation appears to have been conducted in December of 2020 and January of 2021. But both State Election Board and the Secretary of State for Georgia, their office was backed up reviewing claims. Again, the report just released in June by Chris Ray's FBI and the GBI in Georgia. Along with Georgia's SOS, Brad Raffsenberger, it appears no new information in the report other than what had been known since December of 2020. So it begs the question, why did it take three years for Ray's FBI to release the report? There's a link to an X 
Post. Jeff Hoft, contributor to the Gateway Pundit, first released video of the time of exposing election workers at the State Farm Center on election night, shoving stocks of ballots through the machines several times. In one instance, the stack of ballots fed through one machine three times by operator Ruby Freeman, and that same stack of ballots then fed through another machine by an election worker, Ralph James. The same stack of ballots went through the machines at least four times. You remember that video of them pulling the ballots out of a, underneath a table that had a tablecloth on it? Same place. Jamming the ballots through the machines multiple times. They have known this since 2020, December. Now only three years later, the FBI decides to release this report. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Zelensky's been and gone, begging for money, and as no surprise here, looks like we're going to give him some more. Of course we are. Republicans have no spine. They have no backbone. They'll do whatever. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what we the people want. Were they elected to represent us? It sure the hell doesn't seem that way. Zelensky visits Biden, winds up getting another 200 million for Ukraine. Biden announced he had signed a $200 million drawdown from the Department of Defense that would be coming shortly. Well, isn't that nice? Mike Johnson. House Speaker, members of the Senate sat down with Zelensky in Washington. The Ukrainian president petitioned for Congress for another round of financial aid. Nobody want, none of us want that. They don't care what we want. Later, he took part in a press conference with Biden. The two discussed what the future may hold. Support, obviously, from us has dwindled heavily in the last few weeks. Biden administration called on Congress to approve $61 billion in additional funding. A growing number of Republicans have refused to go ahead with providing resources to a foreign nation unless more is done to tackle problems here at home, like, oh, say, an open border. Biden says, Congress needs to pass the supplemental funding for Ukraine before they break for the holiday recesses, suggesting failure would give Putin the greatest Christmas they could possibly give him. Nice try, turnip brains. But it'll happen. He's already got him 200 million. And they want billions more. When he wasn't begging for money, 
for his friend Zelensky, who, as I told you, has that file he's holding over his head. So you better keep that money coming or that information's getting out and it ain't going to be pretty. Meantime, every time Biden opens his mouth, lies fall out. Stories that are not true, provably not true, exaggerated, mostly bullshit. This from the Daily Wire, Biden's latest tall tale involves a brain aneurysm, a helicopter, and Ronald Reagan. It never stops, folks. He appears to have outdone himself with the latest in a long series of tall tales that range from minor exaggerations to partial fabrications, telling a crowd that the late President Ronald Reagan had once made him an extraordinary offer in order to save his life. He was referring to the brain aneurysm he suffered in February of 88, credited Ronald Reagan with offering him the use of Air Force Helicopter One to make sure he was able to get the emergency medical care that he needed. He told the story as part of his opening remarks Monday, congratulating the city of Philadelphia for receiving a Safer Grant Award. <coughs> he says, I would not be here if it weren't for my local fire company in Wilmington, Delaware. They saved my life. I had a cranial aneurysm. I wasn't. It was in the middle of a snowstorm, not a joke. I couldn't figure out if they were going to. President Reagan was nice enough to send Air Force Helicopter One to take me down, but it couldn't fly. And so my fire department, my fire department came up, put me in the back, took me on in a snow, in a heavy snow on the day I went down to Walter Reed. This is an exact quote. That's why it's so jumbled and mixed up and screwy because that's where I had to get for this operation. I got there for a nine-hour operation that saved my life. I, not a joke, my firefighters, the guys I grew up with, they saved my life. Now, the aneurysm part is true. He did have two separate life-saving surgeries to correct aneurysms, one on each side of his brain. The rest appears to be at least partially completely made up. The New York Times reported Biden was transferred to Walter Reed from St. Francis in Wilmington, Delaware. And as New York Post Stephen Nelson noted, neither Biden, his own autobiography, or Reagan's presidential diary ever made any mention of any other transport being offered by the White House. Reagan notes that from that day did mention Marine One, the name given to any helicopter which the president is traveling, but only to say the inclement weather had prevented even Reagan himself from using it that morning. Anyway, it goes on. If you want to read more about what this idiot lied again about, feel free, links in our show notes. I encourage you to read it so you can have a good time shaking your head because he never stops. I, I got one more. 
We always end with something weird or funny or awe-inspiring. And this is cool. You know, I'm a big fan of things space. SpaceX. Space Force. The James Webb Telescope, which has given us some amazing images. And it just gave us some more. The Webb Telescope has captured the closest, most detailed glimpse inside a supernova. This is insane. Thousands of years ago, a star in our galaxy exploded, created a glowing supernova, a remnant called Cassiopeia A. It's intrigued scientists for decades when they discovered it. And now the James Webb Space Telescope has captured a new image of this supernova, revealing the closest and most detailed look inside the exploding star. Wow. This goes on, talks all about supernovas and how they got these images. Take a look at this. Cassiopeia A, or Cass A, is a supernova remnant located 11,000 light years away in the constellation Cassiopeia. Wow. Cass A measures about 13 light years, or 76 trillion miles across, and is estimated to have exploded about 340 years ago as seen from Earth. In this image of Cassiopeia A, we witness a complex and dynamic system, a star that has explosively shattered, creating a shock wave colliding with the gas shed by the star before its explosion. The white smoky light is the aftermath of this event, representing radiation produced as the forward shock wave encounters and interacts with the surrounding medium. While Casse has been observed by many telescopes, Webb's high Look sensitivity reveals never-before-seen details. Within this image, we encounter minuscule fragments, tiny ejected bits of stellar debris comprised of sulfur, oxygen, argon, and neon, shown here in bright orange and light pink hues. This goes on for a while, but I can't play the whole thing. But the, the link is in our show notes. You can check it out, watch the video, read more about it. Look at that. The James Webb Space Telescope. Man, absolutely amazing. I, I just, it's space, folks. What can I say? Love it. <laughs> Insane. Crazy, crazy. Okay, it would be book time, wouldn't it? It would be. All right. We are reading Treasure Island, one of the all-time classic books, published for the first time back in 1882. And what an incredible ride this has been. Absolutely amazing. We have read books on this show since really almost the beginning, 513-odd shows ago we've done. A few years now, yeah. And uh, we've read The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, White Fang, Jungle Book, all kinds of great ones. And right now we're about halfway through a chapter 12 of Treasure Island. They have set to sea. They have found out about a potential mutiny. We're about to find out more. And they've spotted land. Treasure Island apparently is right in front of them. Now Hawkins, said the squire, you have something to say. Speak up. 
I did as I was bid, as short as I could make it, told the whole detail of Silver's conversation. Nobody interrupted me until I was done, nor did any one of the three make so much as a movement, but they kept their eyes upon my face from first to last. Jim, said Dr. Livesey, take a seat. I made me sit down at a table beside them, poured me out a glass of wine, filled my hands with raisins, and all three, one after the other, and each with a bow, drank to my good health and their service to me for my luck and courage. Now, Captain, said the squire, you were right, and I was wrong. I owe myself an ass, and I'll await your orders. No more an ass than I, sir, returned the captain. I never heard of a crew that meant to mutiny, but what showed signs before? For any man that had an eye in his head to see the mischief and take steps accordingly. But this crew, he added, beats me. Captain, said the doctor, with your permission, that's silver, a very remarkable man. He'd look remarkably well from a yardarm, sir, returned the captain. But this is talk. This don't lead to anything. I see three or four points, and with Mr. Trelawney's permission, I'll name them. You, sir, are the captain. It is for you to speak, said Mr. Trelawney, grandly. First point, began Mr. Smollett. We must go on, because we can't turn back. If I gave the word to turn around, they would rise at once. Second point, we have time before us at least until this treasure's found. Third point, there are faithful hands. Now, sir, it's got to come to blows sooner or later. What I propose is to take time by the forelock, as the saying is, and come to blows some fine day when they least expect it. We can count I'll take it on your own home servants, Mr. Trelawney. As upon myself, declared the squire. Three, reckoned the captain, ourselves make seven, counting Hawkins here. Now, about the honest hands. Most likely Trelawney's own men, said the doctor, those he picked up for himself before he lit on silver. Nay, replied the squire, hands was one of mine. I did think I could have trusted hands, added the captain. And to think, they're all Englishmen, broke out the squire. Sir, I could find it in my heart to blow the ship up. Well, gentlemen, said the captain, the best that I can say is not much. We must lay to, if you please, and keep a bright outlook. It's trying on a man, I know. It'd be pleasanter to come to blows, but there's no help for it till we know our men. Lay to and whistle for a wind. That's my view. Jim here, said the doctor, can help us more than anyone. The men are not shy with him, and Jim is a noticing lad. Hawkins, I put prodigious faith in you, said the squire. I began to feel pretty desperate at this, for I felt altogether helpless, and yet 
by an odd train of circumstances, it was indeed through me that safety came. In the meantime, talk as we pleased, there were only seven out of the 26 men on whom we knew we could rely. And out of these seven, one was a boy. So that the grown men on our side were six to their 19. Part three, my shore adventure, which is chapter 13, how my shore adventure began. And we will begin that on tomorrow's show. Wow. Treasure Island. Hey, there is a documentary about Treasure Island. The writer, his life, how part of it may very well actually be true. I found it on YouTube. I don't like to promote ScrewTube, but I'll see if I can find it again, and I'll put a link in our show notes for tomorrow's show if I can. I'll do my best to find that because I watched it. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating documentary. Well done. All right, so we'll have that. If you're that interested in Treasure Island and the history of Treasure Island, I love it. Hey, do you watch The uh, the Curse of Oak Island, an actual treasure hunt? Oh, man, it's on history. It is incredible. This show's been going on for I don't know how many seasons now. They still haven't found the treasure, but they have found some of the most incredible things and. I have always been a fan of pirate treasure and pirate days. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum and all that. If you do get a chance, start way back at the first season, binge on it. It's called The Curse of Oak Island. It is amazing. What a great show. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you. Please don't forget, sign up for a free Rumble account, then follow the show. It's that green circle follow button there. Easy, free, doesn't cost a dime. And uh, you can also join us over on Locals if you want to help support the show. There's subscribers content over there. A little behind-the-scenes stuff I post now and then. And, of course, all of our great sponsors, Blackout Coffee, NordVPN. I hope you're using a VPN. Check them out. They are in our show notes, and you will get some great discounts at all of those sponsors to our show. We will see you again. Oh, let's make it tomorrow, shall we? Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Snort. <laughs> <laughs>